Welcome to Across the Street, your one-stop shop for all things inpatient medicine at the Durham VA, from faculty and staff who know it and love it just as much as you do. Hi, my name is Brian Talbot, palliative care doctor at the Durham VA Medical Center, and the topic of this podcast is frontline palliative care. Let's start with a clinical vignette. On your call night, you are dispatched to the emergency department to see Mr. Q, a 49-year-old gentleman with a history of chronic back pain. He's been on long-acting morphine 30 milligrams twice a day for years. Found to have a pulmonary mass two months ago. Biopsy results one month ago diagnosed stage 4 non-small cell lung cancer with a big lung primary tumor with one met to the left femur. The first round of treatment was two weeks ago, and he now presents to the Durham VAED with two-week history of progressively worsening pain and shortness of breath not relieved by his home opiate regimen. He can give accurate history, but it's hard secondary to what looks like to you severe pain and shortness of breath. His wife tells you she has had to help him up to the toilet, and other than that, he's in bed this whole past week. He's barely eating, and he's vomited twice over the same time period, and that his clothes are just hanging off of him. CT chest, abdomen, pelvis in the emergency department has what looks like progression of lung mass, new mets to the liver, and what looks like widespread bony metastasis. Other investigations are actually pretty benign, and other than tachypnea, his vitals are not scary. You decide to admit him to the hospital for symptom control. A dutiful resident, you notice no advanced directive or life-sustaining treatment note on file, so you start running through the LST questions with Mr. Q and his wife. Mr. Q tells you he wants to live as long as he can, but also wants to be comfortable. He would want you to try and bring me back, but never wants to be on a breathing machine. He says, don't let me linger. I don't want to die with tubes coming out everywhere. At which his wife becomes upset and says, we want you to live. You need to do everything. You complete an LST note and orders indicating full scope of treatment. Here's what I want you to take away from this little chat. I'd like you to know a little something about the initial management of cancer-related pain and shortness of breath. I'd like you to be able to recognize conflicting treatment goals and hopefully recognize when to consider inpatient palliative care consultation. All right, let's break it down. First off, let's talk about symptom management. As generally, having in-depth goals of care conversations with very symptomatic patients is suboptimal. In a word... The answer is opiates. They are the cornerstone of cancer-related pain treatment, and as a class, all have the same palliating effects on shortness of breath as well. You might be tempted to increase his PO regimen since he can swallow, but I would argue this gentleman would benefit from patient-controlled analgesia. PCAs put the control back in the patient's hands and can be titrated way faster than oral meds. I'm not going to burden you with an opiate conversion, but I will offer these pearls. Demand-only PCAs are for opioid-naive folks. If you are opioid-tolerant, you get a continuous rate and demand. When picking a drug, you have three choices, morphine, hydromorphone, and fentanyl. For folks with normal kidneys, there's nothing wrong with using morphine, but in my practice, unless someone has already started a patient on morphine, in which case I just continue it, I always reach for hydromorphone. 
The reason not to use morphine in folks with terrible kidney function, like for sure estimated GFR is less than 30, is a toxic metabolite can build up and cause things like seizure. And in general, no one is comfortable while seizing. Though don't worry if an end-stage renal disease patient gets a dose or two of morphine in the emergency department. They'll be fine. Just don't use any more of it. Now the answer on the test for which parenteral drug should be used with low GFR is fentanyl. This, however, is not a practical answer, as fentanyl's very short half-life and unit administration restrictions make it cumbersome to use outside of an ICU setting. Hydromorphone, on the other hand, is mostly clean in low GFR settings, though technically it can cause the same type of neurotoxicity as morphine. You just have to be on a huge dose for a good while for it to manifest clinically. As a general guide, your demand dose should be 50% of your hourly dose, and the interval should be 8 minutes between demands. If patients remain symptomatic, the doses can be safely increased by as much as 50% every 4 to 6 hours. As for goals of care, the case presentation should clue you into the fact that, despite appropriate therapy, Mr. Q's cancer seems to be progressing rapidly with associated precipitous decline in functional status and concomitant increase in symptom burden. It seems quite possible he might be progressing towards death, treatment or no treatment. You may be, and honestly should be, wondering what is the best plan of care for Mr. Q going forward. As the primary team, it is your duty to help Mr. Q and his family figure out the answer to this question with assistance as needed slash required from oncology and I would argue palliative care. Is more antineoplastic therapy a good idea or a bad idea right now? Is it possible to achieve adequate symptom control and still work towards extending length of life? Is it time to start talking about reasonable treatment limitations? Is his family in on just how sick he is, or have they been kept in the dark? These are some of the questions that Mr. Q and his treatment team need to answer, and quickly. I also hope you recognize some of the contradictions in the case description. Recall it is quite impossible to be full code and simultaneously never expect to end up on a ventilator. You may also think it contradictory to want to live longer and to be comfortable. This may or may not be true, but I think what Mr. Q means is he is happy to undergo any treatment offered to extend life, whether it's chemotherapy, immunotherapy, whatever but that he just wants to avoid overly invasive interventions, especially if they do not improve either length or quality of life. Though there are certainly situations one can think of where it is not possible to extend life and also be comfortable. I worry Mr. Q's present shortness of breath may be one such situation. It also looks like what Mr. Q wants for himself, not to linger, is far away from what Mrs. Q wants as she said, do everything. This is common, and you will see patients endure a whole lot of intervention they would otherwise not, just for the sake of loved ones. However, this does not mean you should skip the opportunity to align the treatment plan. If this is something you can manage yourself, then you get a gold star, and may I suggest you consider applying for a palliative care fellowship. If not, don't sweat it. In addition to symptom management in the setting of life-limiting illness, 
complex medical decision-making is a great reason to consult your friendly neighborhood palliative care specialist. In summary, the takeaways from this little chat are this patient with rapid clinical deterioration and worsening symptom burden should be admitted for aggressive symptom management. Opiates are the backbone of good cancer-related pain and shortness of breath management. Also, palliative care consultants are available for inpatient consultation to address symptoms in the setting of life-limiting illness and for complex medical decision-making. Contradiction within a patient's stated goals or discord within a patient's family and interpersonal relationships or even with their providers are good clues a palliative care consult might be of benefit. I look forward to working with you on the wards. The views and opinions stated during this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Department of Veterans Affairs or the Durham VA Hospital.